0: You're listening to Outside of a Dog, where we decide whether great literature is actually any good.
1: Hello, and welcome, listeners, to a very special episode of Outside of a Dog. Very special. the morning, you bleeding bastards. Yeah. Very special because Jonas sounds like an Irishman, apparently.
0: Because I bloody well am and I'm very well aware that that does not actually sound like an actual Irishman. Uh, please, uh, my dear Irish friends, uh, forgive me. <laughs> uh, you have I, Irish th- friends? Yes, I, I, okay. I, I, I know I have to disappoint, disappoint you in so many ways today, Christian, and one of them is that I have started fraternizing with the Irish and that some of them are actually lovely people, except for the person who threw a lit firecracker at me when I was on uh, on the light rail train. That person can go fuck which was, themselves. Which was the Irish Prime Minister. So there you go. Uh, the, the title is Taoiseach. Yeah, please. But he did throw uh, a lighted firecracker at me. So screw him.
1: That actually happened. Uh, Jonas, why? Yeah, yeah, I know. But still, why the whole Irish thing? Our listeners might be a, a tad confused.
0: Yes, Uh, even though we talked uh, badly about the Irish for quite some time now, I I don't actually know why. I think it had something to do with our James Bond episode. Um, Despite this, Dave allowed me to come to the beautiful country to do a master's degree in history at Trinity College, Dublin. So that is what I'm going to do for the next eight months. And for these eight months, Christian and I will have to record our lovely podcast uh, via the internet, while actually not being in the same room, which is very unusual. We're not used to that. We, we're used to sitting next to each other in my living room and
1: getting drunk. Now we sit and in our own rooms and get drunk alone. I've just finished a nice glass of red wine, and I'll just have to imagine your presence next to mine, our hands softly touching. And not acknowledging what is
0: going on. This is not the right time for that. There's people listening, Christian.
1: But it is true. It, it feels very weird. And actually, this episode is a weird one because it is a, a bit of housekeeping. Now, you should know that Jonas is in Ireland if you had the chance to listen to our last episode, the episode on Zadie Smith's White Teeth. But unfortunately... Jonas, why is it not possible for people to actually listen to it?
0: Well, what has happened to us now after one and a half years of doing this podcast is what has happened to a lot of great podcasters throughout their careers. Basically, something went horribly wrong. Nobody knows why. But the recording is, uh, for lack of a better word, fucked. Even our sound guy, uh, our sound master, Marcus, could not uh, help us. So the episode, unfortunately, is lost. And we thought we'd update you with this little mini-sode, telling you what the situation is, uh, the fact that I'm not in the country at the moment, and that therefore recording is a bit complicated, and that unfortunately, you will not get the full episode on White Teeth. But Christian, let's maybe summarize sort of what we thought about White Teeth, we basically both said that we hadn't read it before, but that we were intrigued no. by it, because there was all this hype about it, this great hype um, as Sadie Smith as a new writer for a new millennium in British literature, and she was kind of uh, the, the wunderkind, you could say, of British literature around the turn of the millennium. And that White Teeth was really well-received. And we were interested to see what all the hype was about. Isn't that true?
1: Yes, indeed. Indeed. We had never read any fiction by Zadie Smith before. I had read some articles by her, and I really liked her style. And I think that's something we both could agree on, that her writing is really, really good. It is really exquisite. White Teeth is actually
0: a very enjoyable book. Um, I, I was surprised not just how much I enjoyed it, but how much I laughed whilst reading it. Actually, so White, White Teeth is, is, is a good one to read, Indeed. definitely.
1: And we also both said that we really look forward to reading more by Zadie Smith, other novels, yes. um, because
0: which we we also agreed that uh, unfortunately White Teeth itself is a bit of a mess, you could say. It's uh, I think you said that is very indicative. That's a first novel. Mm-hmm. That you can tell, oh yeah, she had so many ideas that she worked on for years, and she stuffed them all into this one novel. And towards the last third of it, you kind of start thinking, where's she going with this? What? What? I was interested in in these two characters, in these two mothers, uh, these two wives of these two horrible guys. Why, why? Why is there this whole new family that suddenly comes in? Uh, I, I I wanted to learn more about these characters, please.
1: Yes, and there are some plots where you have the feeling that Zadie Smith just added them because they were interesting, hot topics, like the whole thing about the genetically modified mouse and the question of science and the responsibility of science. Future mouse. Future mouse, yeah. uh, Which feels very tacked on. And there are other aspects where you feel that it is much more her home turf, you might say, uh, experiences uh, where you have the feeling that, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. And these are the parts that are really, really well written and feel very authentic and are really enjoyable. The youth of uh, the main characters, for example, the description of growing up in a, a very ethnically diverse London, which is unlike any traditional picture you might have of Englishness or of the empire or of post-colonial England and so on. Mm-hmm. But it's only parts, and these parts, as Jonas said, are often just given up and something new is introduced and then something new is introduced. And we both had the feeling that it was too much, too many different things, and some of them don't really feel that well integrated.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't gel basically towards the
1: end, yes. and that is that
0: that is maybe even worse if it happens in a novel that you really really enjoyed because the style is so good, because it's so funny, because it's just a really good read. Where mm. on the one hand you're thinking, oh, I'm reading this book that that critics praised one and a half decades ago so much, and um, it's actually fun. It doesn't feel like an obligation, which, let's be honest, a lot of literary fiction often does. There's another point that I would like to raise, however, um, and that is actually something that has occurred to me ever since we recorded that first lost episode on White Teeth. Because oftentimes people say that writers like Sadie Smith, who write about, as you said, multicultural Britain, about uh, a kind of new Englishness that is unlike traditional or received views of Englishness, uh, that they are only hyped because of this and that... This is just political correctness gone mad, which is a unbelievably inanely stupid statement in itself anyway. Um, and I actually feel that telling stories like this is immensely important in Britain at the moment. We're recording this on Thursday, the 6th of October. So just as the Conservative Party conference is wrapping up in Britain and some truly despicable things have been said at that conference. Uh, about foreign doctors being allowed to stay in the UK for as long as they were still needed until more British doctors could be trained, about uh, companies being forced to list all the foreign employees that they had, and people have talked about shaming companies into hiring British people. If one of the major parties of a country is open to such a kind of rhetoric where it is shameful to be a company that is multi ethnic, multicultural, multinational, then we are heading for trouble. I'm truly despairing of the world sometimes when I look at it at the moment. Especially now being in a new place as an immigrant, um, in an environment full of people from all over the world, I'm I'm very, very scared that these values that these accomplishments might be lost in the near future so i think telling these kinds of stories telling these kinds of stories of people from all over the world coming together and living together is
1: important i'm usually the less preachy one of the outside of the doc hosts and i'm usually also strangely enough the more optimistic one in the past few episodes so while i agree that the voices such as Sadie Smith's voice are incredibly important, I also think that the merit of White teeth is not just that, and oh no, it also happens to be a great book in its own right, exactly, and we shouldn't overlook that. I think even if you don't agree with these voices that say, "Oh, it's just part of the Canon because she's a woman and she's black and whatever, even then you should pay attention that you don't give certain authors kind of short thrift that you have the feeling there's a certain kind of literature authors uh, of colour female authors etc should write and I think this is exactly what White Teeth is also that You have the feeling, okay, Zadie Smith is kind of getting rid of the traditional post-colonial writing, the magical realism of someone like Salman Rushdie, for example, and finding her own voice. And this feeling of finding your own voice and acknowledging that your voice is different from all the others is i think very important in literature not just in in britain but all over the world because as Jonas has said these sometimes feel like very trying times and to find a connection with someone who has an entirely different background but still manages to to connect to you via the pages of a book that is and will always be something very very special so we as we said will read more Zadie Smith and hopefully we will get more of that connection as well.
0: Let's also mention our recommendations, however. What what uh, did we recommend that uh, people could read um, if they uh, already had red-white teeth and wanted a bit more of the same or something that goes well with it?
1: I actually recommended Salman Rushdie, basically his big breakthrough, Midnight's Children, which is... Of course, an entirely different perspective. It's a post-colonial perspective on India, but which still is an amazing book, which uses many of the aspects that Zabie Smith also kind of talks about in White Teeth, but manages to portray a more coherent picture. Sometimes maybe a bit uh, kind of positive Orientalism, but still a very, very thrilling, gripping, and I'd say important book. And I recommended a film
0: as I'm to do, um, and namely a film that does the things that I did not like about White Teeth, namely the whole past being in the present and influencing each other and future science mumbo-jumbo talk, um, that does that in a, in a much more interesting way in my per- perspective. And that is The Fountain by Darren Aronofsky, which is a film that's set in the 16th century, in the 21st century, and in the 26th century, so 500 years apart. uh, It's about a conquistador, a doctor, and a space traveler all trying to find uh, the source of everlasting life, basically, trying to overcome death. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very mysterious, confusing, but also very, very
1: fascinating film, in my opinion. So Um, there you go. We summarized the lost episode for you so we should do that more often so you don't actually have to listen to our inane babbling we just say okay this is what we thought let's get on with it
0: yeah this is this is uh, a bite-sized outside of a dog this is outside of a chihuahua oh
1: it's such a tiny chihuahua it's such a tiny chihuahua i used to fry them anyway (laughs) (laughs) Mm, it's such a tiny chihuahua
0: so after we read white teeth in our lost episode uh, you announced the next book that we were going to read for what was planned to be our first episode where i was over with the feckin' irish as you like to call them
1: i actually call them much worse things but coming back to the book it was a book that was perfect for ireland uh, because it is by an irish author it's also perfect for the season we're entering because we are now in Shocktober, as our esteemed colleagues of the Flophouse like to call it. That is who is calling the, us, the colleagues of the Flophouse people. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, come on. We do a podcast, Dick, do a podcast. What's the difference, eh? Uh, hundreds of thousands of listeners. That's true. But still. <laughs> recommend us the, to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> recommend us to the Flophouse listeners. But uh, the book I wanted us to read next, and which we're still going to do, obviously, is *Dracula* by Bram Stoker. Oh, one what a the, surprise! <laughs> one of the classics of not only horror literature or genre literature, but I'd say English literature in general. Or and this Irish is Irish literature. I, so, yeah, but it is written in the English tongue.
0: Yeah, but so. it is by an Irishman.
1: Yeah, we'll also discuss that maybe when we finally talk about Dracula, which we are going to do. This episode, however, as we said, it's it's a weird one, but I think it fulfilled its purpose. It gave you an update on where we are. It gave an explanation why we didn't publish a whole episode on White Teeth. Again, we're very sorry, but that was an act of God. It was definitely not our own stupidity. No, definitely definitely. definitely. No. We still summarized what we said in our last episode and we said how things are going to get on. Are things so going to change? Probably. We are recording this via the internet. So let's hope that the geographical... Distance yeah. doesn't add to the detriment of the podcast in any yeah, way. So, and uh,
0: I, I, I was tempted earlier to say we're recording this via Skype. We're actually not recording this via Skype because recording it via Skype was an absolute nightmare that did not work. So we're recording it via a different different medium that rhymes with mobile bangouts. But uh, yeah, Skype can go fuck themselves basically. Because, and our uh,
1: sponsor this week
0: is Skype. <laughs> Skype.
1: <laughs> One communication service. Yeah, This, um, this is it. This, this is, is where it. we at.
0: This is uh, Outside of a Dog uh, International Edition. Come back in a week for our Dracula episode.
1: We'll see. As usual, write a review. You can find us on Facebook. We also have an email address Outside of a dogcast
0: at gmail.com.
1: Find us on Twitter.
0: Find Outside us. Outside of a Hound. Oh, sorry. Uh, you say Twitter again. Twitter!
1: outside of a hound. This is the home. worst thing about the the, the uh, not seeing each other, that we don't know when the other is going to talk. It's actually good, because I think <laughs> yes.
0: we're going to interrupt each other a bit
1: more, which is more exciting to listen to, I hope. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe just we'll get on on Yes, it is. You didn't even... You couldn't even interrupt me properly. God! Yes, I can. Anyways, wrong. look forward that wrong. to the I next didn't say episode. That. And, <laughs> I didn't say that. And until then... We remain Jonas. Oh, yeah, that's you. And Christian. Crooked Christian. What? Good night, everyone.
0: Good night, everybody. See you next week for Dracula. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. For more information, visit outsideofadogcast.com. The children
1: of the night. What beautiful music they make. Ah, ah, ah. Maybe dubstep. (laughs) <laughs> the children of the night what beautiful music they make I want to suck you blah <laughs> <laughs>